0: This is Sarah Goshi and Jackie Kirihara, and you're listening to the Herbs, Births, and Babies podcast.
1: Today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite things, and that's water birth. <laughs> Um, Nobody was having water births when I had my home birth 30 years ago, but probably half of my babies that I've delivered have been born in the water and a lot more of my mom's labor in birth tubs.
0: Well, I had a water birth because of you.
1: Well, so I wanted to, we wanted to give a shout out to Evidence-Based birth. Which was founded by Rebecca Decker, a mother of three and registered nurse with her PhD who got fed up with how the system treats birthing families and she's created this amazing website that really does a great job in summarizing evidence um research on all kinds of birth related topics
0: evidence-based birth has pulled together as much research as there is out there about water birth and Uh the outcomes related to water birth and what's really fascinating is that they found that water birth was first reported in an 1805
1: medical journal
0: wow you're looking at literature research about water birth is that water birth is different than if you labor in the tub
1: before giving birth.
0: Water birth literally means that you deliver the baby in the tub, in the water. Right, which is not
1: very common in hospitals. There are some hospitals who offer it, but... It's not that common.
0: So the alternative that you might see is water immersion in labor. What has been found um, is in a 2017 study Mothers who labored in water, so water immersion, had less anxiety, better fetal positioning in the pelvis, less use of drugs to speed up labor, and were more satisfied with privacy and the ability to move around, which is, you know, a pretty big deal. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. And these were moms that didn't necessarily give birth in water, but they labored in
1: the water. Well, picture that your baby is swimming around inside you and with mom moving around in water, they're just more able to get in a better position. When land birth and water birth were
0: compared between studies, no differences were found in newborn outcomes.
1: So that means looking at things like APGAR scores Mm -hmm. or rates of infection Infection, or respiratory distress, things like that.
0: Yep, there was no difference. And uh, in the evidence-based birth, research they came across the Midwives Alliance of North America statistics projects which is actually close to home
1: because cuz I participate in that as do yeah. most out-of-hospital birth midwives yeah. that I know. And it it's more widely so, known as
0: manistaps.
1: Manistaps, yes. <laughs> and 2014 would have included some of my births.
0: Which is really cool. Yeah. And um, they actually produced the largest observational study on water birth and largest published study to report results from the U.S. related to water birth. Um, and it found that overall babies born in in the water experienced better health outcomes actually than babies born on land so that was really amazing and then in a 2014 review article in the journal of midwifery and women's health that included two randomized trials and 36 observational studies found that water birth increases how satisfied mothers are with their pain relief during their labor and overall birth experience so Mm -hmm. really great maternal outcomes as well as the newborn outcomes Mm -hmm. there's also um an increased chance of birthing with an intact perineum meaning Mm -hmm. no tearing as well as you know lower rates of episiotomy procedures in addition to reduced rates of postpartum hemorrhage or maternal bleeding postpartum
1: and so that's really cool I will say that I don't promise that if you're going to deliver in the tub you're going to not tear right because there are many factors that are involved in tearing and we were just talking about how we need to have a whole podcast devoted to that topic but it does seem that by helping your tissues relax and stretch in the warm water that you're more likely to not have a significant care. There's no doubt that a lot of women get in there and you can just visibly see them relax more. Um, let's be very clear, it's not the same as an epidural. No. You still feel your contractions, huh? Oh yes. Oh yeah. You but feel all the things. feel all the things. but. Um, it does help some. Yeah. It really does seem like it helps some. That said, we often suggest not getting in the tub too soon. Yeah. It seems like when you're early labor, pre-labor into early labor, really getting into active labor is a time when labor is gaining momentum. Mm -hmm. And if you get in the tub too early, sometimes it slows things down. Mm -hmm. Like, and on the other hand, if, you get to a certain point when contractions are just coming, 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 then it really can help. Um, It doesn't slow things down. In fact, sometimes it seems like it speeds things up because the mother Uh is more able to relax into it and just sort of not fight it or something.
0: Right. And so a lot of what we're looking for, because it's not necessarily a direct like dilation point right. or measurement that we're looking right. for to be like okay green light you can get into the tub yeah it's more or less assessing the contraction pattern and intensity yeah. and then if we feel like it might be a good time going into the tub and then making sure that we're still keeping up with that contraction pattern
1: there definitely are some labors where they get in that where it seemed like we had the momentum we're like great get in the tub and she does and then it does things like seem like it slows things down, but maybe for a little while that's okay. She gets a little break. It's almost right. like it's not the same as taking a nap, but just sort of you know gathering your strength again if you've been up for a long time. Anyway, it's okay to have times in labor that are more of a lull. Yeah. But then at a certain point, it's like all right, we 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 really need to get on and have this baby. So we may need to then get out for a while and be more active and go for a walk or move around or...
0: Or just be in a different space. Sit on, a,
1: sit on the toilet. Sit on the toilet, sit on the ball, bounce around something. Yeah. I think maybe 80% of my moms maybe labor in the tub and about 50% of them are actually there when the baby comes out. Yeah. Because the other situation that comes up is they even start to push in the tub, but then it's a hot, harder push. Yeah. Sometimes it takes two, three, even occasionally four hours to push out a baby. And when it's a tight squeeze like that, It feels sometimes like we need gravity and other positions. And
0: there are a lot of positions that we can do in the tub. I mean, We even have partners in the tub. We've done supported squats in the water. We've done, you know, your typical hands and knees. Lots of hands and knees. Semi-sitting. You know, you can do all sorts of... Lunges. Deep squats, lunges, yes. Mm -hmm. But there are positions, particularly ones, that might be helpful in pushing. For people who have never pushed out a baby before. Sometimes there's a little additional coaching, special Uh maneuvers that need to be done, a certain amount of, you know, um, other assistance. And and
1: sometimes we don't do any of that just to be really clear. Sometimes there's none of that, but sometimes sometimes
0: it's a first time mom or a mom who's only ever delivered a baby with an epidural or something. Uh Um, they need a little bit more support, and that's what I was anticipating needing yeah. to happen. I was fully thinking, okay, I'm going to get in the tub, we'll be in there for a little bit, and uh-huh. then once we get to pushing, 100%, I'm going to be either on my couch, on the floor, or on the bed, and Sarah's going to be, you know, hands-on helping me figure this out, just because uh-huh. I'd never done it before, right. and that's what I assumed. So why uh, didn't you get out, Jackie? Surprise! She <laughs> came out in the water. <laughs> help but
1: (laughs) well were you I mean were when it came down to it were you pushing and thinking oh I should get out now no because I was fully in the zone I mean even
0: looking back at the video footage of the birth Uh it just is like so obvious that the switch turned and I went from being chatty in between contractions Uh and then all of a sudden I was in labor 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 land
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's important to not be too attached You may have a water birth. You may not have a water birth. Um, you may suddenly be giving birth in the bathroom. I had a woman who got in the tub and, you know, got out again two minutes later. It was too hot. I mean, it wasn't that hot. We, we keep it around 90 to 102, but she just, she was hot. She was laboring. She felt constricted. I don't know. She wanted more space. And so she was back on the cold. Cold floor. So I've had people like that that didn't like it when they thought they would, and then people like you who weren't sure they were going to like it who had their baby there.
0: It's a great resource to have available,
1: especially in home birth. It's true. Sometimes we have moms who really want a hotter birth and we get there, and the baby's clearly coming quickly. Yes. Um, and it would be silly for me to be over there wrestling with hoses. Yes. While you're over here having your baby by yourself. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's sort of a judgment call. I can walk into somebody's home and whip up a birth tub in you're and get very it
0: efficient at that. Deep yes. enough
1: for somebody to get in and maybe like half an hour but sometimes... Maybe even 20 minutes. Maybe even but. 20. It depends on their water pressure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes we boil water to try to have more hot water faster, but sometimes, sometimes we don't have 20 out. minutes. Right. Sometimes it doesn't work out, and um, that's that's just
0: how it is. I know that some people might have some concerns around, what if the baby comes out oh, and yeah. then just takes a huge
1: gasp, and then right. water fills our lungs? So let's remember that The baby's lungs are full of fluid Mm -hmm. (laughs) to begin with. Mm -hmm. Um, And they don't have the reflex to breathe until they hit air. And meanwhile, that whole time, often the baby's head comes out and there's a pause before the rest of their body comes out, that whole time they're getting oxygenated blood through the umbilical cord that's still still giving them oxygen. Um, And even when they're first out, they're still getting oxygen through the cord for some minutes, typically. Mm -hmm. Um, which means it's okay for them to come out and look around and be bright-eyed and not be quite ready to to take a moment and then cry. That's really okay. Mm -hmm. We can tell when, you know, they've had a big day. Mm -hmm. Let's give them a moment before they go on to the next thing, which is breathing, and then they usually let out a lusty cry and are completely fine. But we can tell looking at that baby whether they're doing okay and they're just needing a moment sometimes we have a tub that is partially full but not deep enough and the mom gets in it i've had a number of these where so the mom is in the water but the baby comes out and they're above the water we can't then put them in the water so sometimes i've had to have people raise up their bottom a little higher or something to have the baby come out so that's not quite a water birth if mom is partially in the water (laughs) and above the water birth Uh so we go oh maybe this child will be more of a boater or a water skier (laughs) or something as opposed to a A swimmer swimmer. water birth babies are pretty sweet and they get a little rinse off on their way out too jackie Mm -hmm.